Hello, I'm Jeanne Granger, and you're listening to Transit Lounge Radio at Login 2018. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me here in the Transit Lounge. You're my very first guest. It's quite exciting. So I'm just coming out of my talk, uh, which was about uh, social innovation. So within the, the festival, which is an innovation festival, we have three key elements representing what innovation is, creativity, business, and technology. And I'm part of a sort of transversal question about society, the impact on society, what so how society can be involved is in innovation. That's why I came to talk about social innovation, but also to discover what everybody else has to say about innovation in general. Fantastic. I mean, I think it's a really interesting framework. We're not just thinking about innovation in terms of technology, but really connecting it to how it affects people's lives and, of course, how you can actually make something ongoing as a business. Can you tell me a little bit more about your work and what you're doing to work with these ideas? My work basically consists of... I have an innovation studio called Future Present, Future Present, based in Paris, and I work with a lot of different project and scale of project. The three examples that I gave through my talk were one internal entrepreneurial project within the biggest, oldest company of France, which is the La Poste, the mailing system, where we created the first urban farm rooftop uh, on top of uh, one of their buildings. The idea of mixing food innovation within a postal service seems like an uncanny mix but the idea is that potentially these prototypes could scale up to the point that the mail service would actually deliver you with mail and fresh carrots. So that's one example. That sounds brilliant. I mean, I've read, I thought it was a, a kind of a joke or a hoax about, I think, the postal service in New Zealand delivering fast food. But I think if the post is delivering fresh food, that's even more exciting. <laughs> There's an interesting shift, like with email and electronic technology, People obviously don't write letters so much anymore, but then with the buying online, the sort of delivery of parcels and, and goods must have increased as well. It's great to see a project that's sort of adapting to that. Yeah, and most of social innovation is about adapting, but finding the best way to manifest the impact that it's having. Whereas a technology can be obsolete very quickly, social innovation is here to last and to scale. So at the core of social innovation, you need to build in the ethical commitment right from the start. And that is, I think, what is facing what I, I quote as the tyranny of margins. We are always trying to make money and make sense later, or the purpose is you know, postponed to another time. But... My point is we have to build it from the start to be viable and responsible. I think that's really wonderful to hear you say that because I think so many businesses look at the bottom line and the profit margin without considering like the human cost or the ethical values or the way that it actually affects society as well in terms of what they're doing. Yeah, and for a simple reason is that, you know, indicators or criteria of uh, successful social innovation are not as easy as... Uh, looking at your profit margins, you know, there it's not easy, it's complex. But what I'm trying to say without being, you know, the censor and the moral standard for it is that it can actually be fun, creative and actually really good for business and very empowering for the people. And I think motivation and engagement from your team 
is what in the long run will make you successful. No, that's a really good point because it's also, I think, people need to feel invested and in ownership in the work that they're doing. And I'm just wondering as well, what kind of, you know, what kind of metrics or how do you measure or evaluate the sort of the social impact of what you're doing? So considering that all the projects I'm involved with are very different and they go from this rooftop to actually designing a block, an entire neighborhood, it's very uh, different for each of them. Yeah, so the second project is about bringing together more than 20 different companies and redesigning an entire neighborhood so that we are fostering local entrepreneurship and citizen engagement. And we are doing it in partnership with the city, the administration, the promoters, urban planners, and the companies themselves. It's a very ambitious project, but it's a very interesting one because it's linking all the things we are looking at today. Businesses, creativity, um, biodiversity, uh, inclusivity, and technology together. Um, so in that very specific project, uh, the indicators are the viability of the business model of each independent, um, each independent company, but also the creation of a financial vehicle that will ensure that the commons are being respected. It's super complex, so I don't know how far I can go. <laughs> Just maybe can I tease out a little bit? So when you say the commons, do you mean common space? Do you mean common intellectual property? What, what are you sort of talking about there? Well, the commons could be, you know, water, education, food, but in this situation we're talking about, since we're building more than 30,000 meters square, we are looking at having some of those meter square be common. They will be used and taken responsibility for by all the stakeholders. And so in order for it to not impact smaller companies, we're trying to find a way financially to build a vehicle that would allow us to be co-responsible for it. So let's say you have a, a square that's you know, just something that people have to cross to go from A to B. This square still needs to be taken care for, still needs to be maybe animated, planting trees, I don't know. Yeah, we're having actually huge urban farms, so that square will not be the place for the, <laughs> for the produce, but you need to be re responsible for it, attend to it, public uh, lighting, all these things. So we're trying to understand whether or not this is viable in terms of a uh, common space. So we would create a specific financial vehicle to take care of that common space. Uh, all the rest would be sort of privately owned. Right now we're looking at the legal side of it, not so much the tech component, uh, just because the legal side of it has to be compatible with the French regulations. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at, it's not a not-for-profit or for-profit, it's an in-between. It's fascinating what you can do with creating new status, you know, new legal entity in order to find what best suits your intention. And so just to kind of clarify, this would be like a, something between a community group, a financial institution, a business, sort of melding those aspects together? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, trying to understand how we can all take a part of the responsibility uh, while engaging finances that are which shares are equitable between everyone can you tell me where is this some um, <laughs> utopian paradise <laughs> so this utopian paradise is in the making uh, because as you know building takes time so 
this is the result of an open call. So we we were just uh, we won last a couple of months ago, and so we're building it as we speak. And the actual buildings will be ready in probably four years. But it will be in the east of Paris, in a suburbs called Les Lilas. But you know, there's lots of Ethiopian places that were ideas and became realities. So the other project that I mentioned is actually one of them called The Camp, which is based in Aix-en-Provence in the south of France and is a base camp to explore the future. So under a huge canopy, lots of people are meeting creatives, politicians, kids, uh, fab labs, tech, anyone who wants to explore the impact of technology and the positive impact of technology. That sounds fantastic. Like, is this a place that people can also bring their ideas and find ways to make them happen? And could you tell me a little bit about some of the things that have been going on there? There's a business incubator, there's a creative residency, there's a co-innovation program which I'm involved with, which is mainly designing learning expeditions so that people, yeah, having wanting to launch their team in innovation mode, for instance, are welcome to address us this desire and we co-design with them something that is two, three, four days, even longer period sometimes, to really find the way to make them shift their mindset so that they can understand technology, the transformation that's coming with it, but also the innovation in terms of social impact that can come with it. So specifically what has happened, we've already had two promotions of Hivers. So the Hivers are the creatives in residency. We had one promotion of uh, startups coming through. It's fairly recent, it opened last September. So to give you like once specific big project that you would have heard of it's too early I think but I've seen in people like groups that I'm constantly you know facilitating or or learning with I've seen shifts that I thought were not possible CEOs saying yeah let's do collective intelligence and let's change our the way we manage our teams in just two days and that experience that feeling of Leaving the difference, leaving the transformation, I think is key, and which is why we're here, like physically together. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm very glad we are. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to talk. I think that's um, there's that fundamental mind shift is something that's really important because, like, looking across all the aspects of society, from climate change to finance to gender equality to the way our cities are built and lived in, everything kind of needs to undergo quite a deep and dramatic shift. Absolutely, and I think intersectionality and inclusion are words that are becoming more and more meaningful uh, because we can see that the wealth comes from this mix and match of things and of things, people, identities, cultures, backgrounds that don't necessarily need to sacrifice themselves over another but come together and create a hybrid solution. And that is the sort of Curiosity, I'm, I'm insatiably curious for these meanings to happen and for these hybrid solutions co to come up. I think this is the most exciting and creative aspect of innovation. And I think it's really wonderful too that you're also giving a, a space and a, and a platform for people who may not usually have a voice in, uh, to participate in these different ways of building business and the city and that it will be much more open and inclusive. So my last question is, what is your vision for the future and how do we get there? 
This is a great question. Um, my vision for the future is a very diverse, complex, but trustworthy collective. How abs however abstract that may be. And how do we get there? We get there by being confident and humble, one step at a time. And I make steps every day and I see that it's possible to embark even the most resisting, you know, defiant people to make that step towards a more diverse and inclusive world. That's beautiful. I think we'll finish up there. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. It's really been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of the festival.